Alrighty, minions, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Luna Explains It All. It is number 50. This is episode 50. Everybody, thank you for the ex- super support all over the world. I think it's 25 countries, over 30 states. Of course, I am me, Anthony, um, your favorite friendly neighborhood podcaster, streaming straight out of New York City. And keeping, of course, the co pilot seat warm is my brother and your new BFF. Hey, yo, what's going on, guys? What's going on? JB, the internet has broken. It has. It, and it's only, it's not even. What's, what's today? It's only eight days into 2024. <laughs> eight days into 2024, and Mr. Cat Williams broke the internet. He definitely did. He definitely freaking did. Because I know in our uh, uh, the other uh, we talked a little bit about you know the story a little bit, kind of sorta. And then I went and I actually watched the interview myself, and I was like, "You gag? What? <laughs> like I was mind blown." Before we jump into it, are you a Cat Williams fan? Um, I do. I. I mean, I appreciate his work. You I know, love like me he, some he, Cat he, Williams. He's very funny. He's actually very funny. Um, you know, in his own way. <laughs> in his own way. So he just recently sat down with Shannon, a guy. I'm not sure who his last name is, but Shannon Sharp. from Shannon Club Shay Shay. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. He used to be a football player. Football player. Okay. Yeah. For a brutally honest interview, here are some things that Cat is either debunking <laughs> or exposing. But first, before um, we jump into it, let's do the word of a day. I got another word for you. Are you guys ready? Wait, from the Urban Dictionary? Yeah, from the Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Today's letter is B. And today's word or phrase, I guess you can say, is called be stalking. Do you know what that could mean? Like when you're stalking someone? Okay, so it's actually the opposite. So be stalking is when someone gives you so much information to contact them that there's no excuse not to talk to them. Like backward stalking. So it's like if someone says, how did your day go? Horrible. This chick be stalking me. I have her Facebook, cell, home, email. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm so confused. Wait, so he's stalking her? No, she's stalking him by giving him all of her information. How is she stalking him though? If <laughs> he's the one with all the information, she be stalking. She gave me her I'm government so and all her information. What's left? Because see, I, I I I usually hear the phrase like the term when people I've be heard like, be like, stalking before, but yeah, I never you know, heard like all oh, like like oh like they be stalking my social media all the time or watching my stories like they be stalking me. Yeah, it never meant like shit. They gave me so information that I feel like I'm being stalked. Right? Because how are they stalking you? They gave you the information. Imagine, you don't have like, to use it. <laughs> imagine you, a girl, was giving you her phone number. She then tells you, "Do you want my Facebook? How about my email?" And you're like, "Damn, bitch! Stop be stalking me." <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand okay so this cat williams interview right off the bat cat goes into the film friday after next did you watch that it's funny i actually watched it after the interview did you watch it yeah okay, it's because good. because um it's a it's a black hollywood classic yeah, i mean i watched it I, black I, after, after watching it i realized i have watched it but there's so many friday after the next movies like there's um, this friday, friday and then friday this after next or next friday right and then this friday, friday after next yeah and then apparently they're making another one in the interview yeah they've they're even talking... tasked him to write it 
in the interview he shared it I yeah scoop. he did he did he did and he says there is a need for a new friday movie just the sucky <clears throat> part is that a lot of the great actors that were the, that was involved originally in the franchise is no longer here specifically john witherspoon he's the guy you remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we're brothers we're singing oh yeah yeah he's a dad yeah, he's a dad yeah, from the yeah i remember i remember now so the movie friday after next which um stars um ice cube john witherspoon like we mentioned mike abs and radio host and personality ricky smiley claims that he was originally supposed to play the money mike do you know who ricky smiley is um like i didn't know he was an actor and if you would have told me ricky smiley was in the friday movie i'm like isn't ricky smiley that old guy from the radio that be making fun of the Miss Money, the little the little woman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. all I know about Ricky Smiley is that he's on a radio show with the brat and Money. Um, I forgot her name. I think his name is Money and Juicy. No, it's Juicy. It's it, Juicy. Yeah, baby. it is Juicy. Yeah, the little you know Miss Juicy. Um, Eva. Like that's all I know about Ricky Smiley. But the beef. What did you think about what Ricky is claiming and what Cat is saying is not true? I mean. Like I said again, like I really don't keep up with stuff like that, but just from hearing from what he was saying, like it does happen. You know, a lot of that stuff does happen, you know, where jealousy does get the best of people and then, you know, especially like in like the comedy industry, like everybody wants to be the funniest comedian, you know, everybody feels like they're better than somebody else for whatever reason and then instead like you guys are all comedians. Why are you guys not just like one community of comedians where you guys just uplift each other why is it i'm better i'm funnier you stole this from me and this this and that like you know and again like i really don't know ricky smiley from anything so i mean i've never seen him me neither like i've never like i've never consciously watched him in a movie and said yes right that's like, ricky <laughs> that's the ricky i love <laughs> according to cat he auditioned for the role with 200 other actors or was it three? Two to three hundred other actors. He says he never was seen wearing or trying on any Santa Claus outfit. In fact, Williams had put it into his contract that he would not work with Ricky Smiley ever again unless he was in a dress. And did oh, you, yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Literally. I was like, I was like what? <laughs> and then the next project they did together, he was in a dress. Right. And then um, and in, in the, the Friday, remember that in the script, he was supposed to get raped in the bathroom. And he tweeted. By Damon, yeah. And it, what happened was that he... Because it's funny because I was... So, after I heard that, I watched it. And then I was like, wait, you're right. He doesn't get raped. So he did tweak it. Because remember, he wakes up on the floor... And then that's when Damon, uh, Terry Crews, he's then that's when he starts unbuttoning his pants and then he gets grabbed with the vice grips. And then, so I was like, wow, I didn't know. I thought I really thought he did get raped in the bathroom. Cat also went into Cedric the Entertainer. Cat has claimed over the years that Cedric has stolen a joke from him, according to our lovely brother. He performed the joke in 1998. Cedric saw it in 99 and then performed it on the Kings of Calamity in 2000. The joke Cat revealed was helped by Mike Curry to set it to set it up. The same Mike Curry, Steve Harvey went to visit and stole and stole his entire sitcom. Shout out to the Steve Harvey show, which by the way, the hero was called out. You remember that part of the interview, the flat top? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I never knew he actually had a show where he was a principal and had a flat top. Like <laughs> that's a fake flat top. And no, I mean, no, I, I, I mean, I pretty. I, and his homeless story was never real. Yeah, and you want to know what's funny? I actually, um. 
there was uh, on Pac on Pac on Steve Harvey's talk show, and he talked about the the couple that helped him. The the, the I think it was the the white couple that Which had couple? helped him. Okay. Um, and they are the ones who paid for his flights, and um, I think they gave him like furniture because they owned the furniture store or whatever the case is and then he's like at that time you know he was struggling he was homeless and you know they gave him money for his own place and they paid for furniture and they put they paid for his flights to his shows like his tickets and whatnot because he didn't have the money for it but then to hear cat williams say this is like now nah, i'm kind of confused because if you watch there is a set an episode he does and then they show the actual cup like i could feel like both could be saying the truth and just a retrospect that maybe Cat met him when he had all these things from this couple. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I'm homeless. I get this two beautiful people sponsoring everything for me. And then right. I meet this comedian. So when I'm claiming I'm homeless, he's like, but I saw him with a house. I saw him with an apartment. Or he wasn't homeless. He wasn't in the street. So I feel like both truths could be... Possibly. Both that, accounts that, could be I true. I mean, it does make... It, it could make sense. It would make sense. Or you know? just could be that Steve Harvey's a flat-out liar. Or that cat. Too. But then remember, he did say that they had their own little, you know, little posse going on. Who was it? It was Steve, Ricky, It's like and, a, um, a and gang a, of boys, said, comedians, uh, right? He said, Steve, Cedric... Oh, yeah, Cedric the Entertainer, and then wasn't wasn't it Ricky? Too? It was Ricky. Ricky, Ricky is involved Steve with and Cedric. That. It was he said it was three of them. So I believe it was Ricky, Cedric, and Steve. Right. Yeah. So you know, for the most part, that's uh, he has a lot of I don't I don't want to say resentment, but build up like you know, there's beef there. The interview is about two hours long. Almost three hours. Almost three. It's like, right. It's yeah. Like two hours and like and some like forty some minutes or something like that. So we're not gonna detail the entire thing, but we are gonna highlight some other things that were mentioned. Cat opens up about being canceled for talking about Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. How did you feel about that? Um I didn't hear Were you one about, one of the people that canceled him? Or you just I didn't, didn't know I, that I, he said anything? Yeah, I didn't even know he said anything. Cause like I said, you know, it's like when they when they come out with their like their little um uh like when they come out like with their with their little um like comedy skits yeah. and stuff like that and they drop them like on netflix or whatever yeah like i'll watch them but like as far as like them and they're like interviews, interviews so promoting really, stuff you know, i don't really keep up too much yeah. like with that well, kind of stuff in but. the interview cat says he doesn't do a whole lot of that he no yeah i know go yeah, on yeah. radio shows to yeah. push tickets on you yeah he said only if he feels like what they what that person speaks of is the truth and they're not gonna like twist their words around and they're gonna be like completely honest that's why he said he went on um you know uh, Sharp's uh, podcast. Yeah, but he he called him out a couple of times in no, that he interview. Did. He did. Like he was like every time when uh, he was when, like, "There's a part where he goes your loyalty to like losers." Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he kept asking him questions, he's like, "This is questions you should have asked." Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Ricky or or Faison. Like he's like, "You should have asked them these questions." Oh, Why? Oh, he would say something and he would correct him. He's like, "So your dad abused you?" I never said abused. Right. Right. right and then um, when he said that he he's almost, like oh i'm gonna stop you you what i'm gonna stop the interview look at you it's eight minutes in and you're you're he, he's like you take the, i guess like alluding to take the drink away he's like oh yeah he's, i only had a sip right now more than was, you. <laughs> i had a sip less than you some shit like that so yeah he called him out i think at the time when cat spoke about people like michael and r kelly he had mentioned that it was hard for his community to see a black guy talk about another black guy and there's something that he said a quote that i, I wrote down race is not where the line is drawn it's god's side and the other side all of these big dick de deviants is all catching hell in 2024 
I, I liked what he said where race is not where the line is drawn meaning i what i took from it is that if there's another fellow spanish person or biracial person acting amok or acting like a fool i have every right to talk about them right like it has it, nothing, has to, nothing do to do with exactly it's with just the race. them as a person themselves like you know yeah but i i've seen it happen in the community many no yeah times of course where of it's course. like oh you're self-hating performing you you know you're racist to black people and you're black or you're you hate spanish people and you're spanish you know they call you a coon they call you everything but a child of god so if you ask him about the canceling and all the black blackballing in his career he says this for 30 years he's done nothing but collect information knowledge and mm -hmm. your secrets yep like watching the interview i mentally say prayers because it's just like lines like that will and would piss off the wrong people you've been collecting what secrets like that was scary no honestly. yeah honestly when he had said that was like i even said it to myself i was like if something happens to cat we know why like we know we why. know exactly why like, we know why so brace yourself <laughs> oh, kevin man. because according to cat you're a hollywood plant bro i was flabbergasted in 15 <laughs> years of hollywood no one has any memory or recollection of a sold out Kevin Hart show. A sold out anything or No one has ever seen him receive a standing O, no lines forming, but yet and still on his first year going to Hollywood, he landed his own sitcom and leading film. Something that hasn't happened before the person and something that hasn't happened since that person. And you want to know what's funny? I never heard of Kevin Hart. I didn't even know he was Kevin Hart when he was on Soul Plane. I thought he was, you know, oh, it's just a fun, you know, a funny black actor. Like, you know, I didn't know who he, he was. I didn't know if he was a comedian. I did. I just saw Kevin Hart in this movie. Or I just saw him in this movie with Snoop Dogg and, you know, oh, the guy from White Chicks, you know, Terry Crews. And, yeah. like, I just saw these people and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a funny movie. But him, I didn't know. I had no idea who he was and at all. That was his movie. That like, was his lead role, his breakout role. And that was his first role. Like really? And then he's How did he just, get a TV show in a movie within the first year? And then he's just popping out movie after movie after movie after movie. Like he's in so many movies now, so many movies and so many like um, comedy skits, and he's just in everything, like everywhere. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's I don't know Illuminati. <laughs> Honestly, I but I kind of I, I was like, wow, that is so true. Like I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it that way. He I'm like, breaks a lot of things down where you you can't even swallow it. You got to chew it. Right. It's like times. it's like something you don't notice just by and watching. It's, right like, it's you know like if unless somebody points it out, you would never knew it was going on. Like so, Cat also speaks about religion, resources, and even Harvey Weinstein claiming Weinstein offered to suck his dick in front of a his in front of his, people his entire agency in front of his entire and then when he and then he said when he goes um i think it was for uh i think it was for like a, a black role or something like that and he saw all the other people that were there he was yeah like, he's like what did you guys have to do to get the uh -huh. part like oh how about typically he said within his community his peers he's known for being some bitter ungrateful right washed up comedian right behind his back uh -huh. but that when he walks into rooms everybody puts heads, their heads goes down. down why because he's one of the few people that didn't sell his body his integrity his pride you know his beliefs you uh, know yeah and then one person, for a job and then he also mentioned that kevin hart is always and never in the same building as him he's like that every time 
um, they're supposed to perform in the same place. Was that Kevin Ke- Hart he was talking about, or yeah. Cedric? I wasn't sure. No, 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 it was Kevin Hart. It was Kevin Hart, and he said that every time, um, he's like that Kevin Hart always leaves the building before Cat Williams walks in. He's like, every, he's like, before I come here, before I walk in the building, Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's already left. Like they don't see each other, they don't cross paths, they don't nothing. Wow. That's, um, Kevin Hart's always gone before he walks into the building. What did you think? Um. What did you think of the things he said about Cedric, the entertainer, being a one-trick pony? He doesn't write jokes. He was like, he's called Cedric the entertainer, but he doesn't sing, he doesn't dance, and he doesn't write jokes. Right. I mean, again, I don't really know who. And then he said he was a walrus. Oh, yeah, and he said that his, his hands just rest upon his stomach, and he can't put him there. <laughs> well, Steve, I think Steve, he said, was a over-pronunciator, hillbilly type of guy. Oh, yeah, the, uh, what was he said? Um... Oh damn! He said, "I, I know, he, I know." He came for Steve, though. He really did. Come yeah, he came for Steve. Steve. But then remember, he also said that. Um, didn't he? Who who was he talking about when he said somebody was booed off or scared off? That's why they're not doing um stand up. Was it Steve? He's because th- they th- ran him off. It maybe it could have been Steve, cause I'm not sure. Cause, cause he I- even said it to the fans. You're still waiting 15 years for Steve to do stand up. Oh yeah. So then yeah. So it had to right? be Steve. It had to right? be Steve. What about Michael? Blackson with the African and the dirty dashikis. I'm gonna be honest. I I do feel like the the persona that Michael Blackson has is made up. Like, there's no way you're like that's um he talks out of a he doesn't always talk. I should say in an African accent. But every time he's like on a podcast or an interview on Wild and Now, he always does that accent. Like everybody knows him for that. You know that strong funny like you know accent that he does and then he always looks i don't know he always just looks so surprised about everything and then on top of that he does make fun of himself a lot like he does make fun of himself and it's like you know that's what he's known for like nobody knows michael blackson for anything else but being, being a, michael blackson exactly like and i, think, I don't and that, that that can't be real that's not that cannot be so <laughs> so what do you think cat's issues is with him that he's not that he's portraying to be something else because Kat said in the interview, he said, um, he said, do you remember when he was um, wearing dirty dashikis? And I told him that he needs to start dressing for the role that he says that he's in or should be in. Right. And then he said there was Africans in Africa doing comedy. Go over to Africa. Open a school. Right, right. Because he said. you're the African king. Right. Exactly. And I, I honestly, I, I was like, that is true. That is true. I agree 100%. How are you going to be the African um, comedy king? But yet, I we don't see you perform in Africa. You're never in Africa. You're here doing all this, but you're not, you know. You know, before I forget this train of thought, you know who they called out on something similar to that? Beyonce. Where Beyonce, for the last maybe album or, t- album or two, or even the Lion King soundtrack. If you listen to the Lion King soundtrack that she sort of headlined, produced for the live action. The oh, Lion that, King live, that, action. That watch the live action. It's all very, very african infused type of music so you get like you know those african beats beautiful i love african music but they're saying for someone who who who's used african sounds and movements so much mm-hmm. beyonce has never done a concert in africa but yet you're inspired by the motherland but you never show the motherland any love so they I, I I could see where the where the argument is the valid points to yeah. that argument right. like you're that 
African king of comedy, but you never step foot in Africa. You never perform for them. You've never given anything to them, but you're the king, right? <laughs> a couple of other things that I got from the interview was that he was very bright. A very bright kid he had a big imagination very athletic too even though he may not look it i mean but he did say he was five five in the fifth grade or in the eighth grade so he was like the tallest eighth grader or something like that until they had until puberty you know, and then he just did the same <laughs> and then but he also pointed out that that's why no because everybody says you know that he's always like out of his mind like he's always on drugs and he's always something. on drugs that's my next line because all the stories that he's been on drugs and every time he talks or speaks about himself he speaks very highly of his body meaning right my body's a temple yeah he's like i have girls i have little kids that i'm raising uh-huh i'm not doing these hard drugs i'm not i'm not even doing drugs at all and mind you he has i think i think it was 10 10 kids but he's adopted he has adopted kids as well oh i didn't know that yeah he actually he did mention that he has adopted kids that um he has i think it's 10 kids five boys and five girls and he has adopted you know some of them so it's like you know for a man who has this much responsibility and who has taken up the responsibility of adopting kids of his own i mean you think he's gonna be acting like, a muck, come on come doing on drugs now, like and shit like that he's also very hands-on doing a lot of missionary work in haiti Oh, yeah, it's, I heard he did mention that. I mean, I've never, like I said, I don't keep up with I'm still surprised life, that so. the 13-year-old moved out of his house and was allowed to move out to Florida. Well, I mean, but remember, he did say it was because um the last encounter he had with his, his father. His dad yeah. it was an altercation. Yeah, but he did hmm. say one of them would have lost their lives. It just hurts I mean, me even because what is a grown man fighting a 13-year-old for? To the point where one of them could have lost their lives. But, I mean, remember, then again, he did also mention that... uh all the responsibility like of his siblings and stuff Again, it would like kind of laid on him but that's but. 13 i'm thinking just last year you were 11 just two years ago you were 10 just three years ago you were nine how am i fighting you to the point that one of us could lose our lives it, it says well, he a lot about par the parenting in his household something that also that impressed me was the three thousand the three thousand books a year from the ages of nine right. to twelve right i was like the eight hours of of like private like tutoring yeah self-tutoring in the library like very very impressive that um that, i mean then again during the whole interview he's saying these words i've never even heard of like i'm like there's a part in the interview where they miss um the host thought he was speaking about wanda sykes and he was really talking about a woman named wanda smith wait you talking about the woman that he like ripped her new one ripped her new one i saw and the interview <laughs> did you see the interview i didn't see the interview but it was funny that um he was talking about it because then he mentioned he was like well the how he, um sharp had mentioned he's like do you think it wasn't as bad because she was a woman and then he's like no if it, it was um if anything i was easier like uh, oh no he said were you worse like with your words or anything because it was a woman and you were more like you know like uh, aggressive yeah and he said if anything he was like it was if you know i was less now he could uh he could have ripped out another he had listen the woman's a pretty girl whatever pretty big woman but he had everything in his arsenal to rip her another one but instead he he just poked fun at the because she was making fun of him he poked yeah, fun he at her jewelry he said he goes, if you go to the gas station and buy two bo packs of Newport, you get everything she's wearing for $8.99. Come on down. He but says, I mean, does the wig come with the headphones? <laughs> and she's like, leave. Just leave. After you initiated you it. Leave. After you antagonized him. No, and that's the thing. Like, somebody like 
Cat Williams isn't somebody you just want to pick a you know a fight yeah, with. That like viral <laughs> clip is like ten seconds long, where it's Cat Williams and it looks like he's in an interview and he thinks she tried to poke fun at his um criminal record and he was like, "No felonies, not charges. I've never been to prison. Never been to prison." This is crazy. I've ever seen that interview, but I mean, either way, I mean, I don't think Cat Williams is gonna come after some. You know, say what. Stuff unprovoked like that to somebody too. exactly unprovoked like he doesn't seem like the type he even said he doesn't like the, the conflict like the drama it's i you know that ice cube has come out and spoken about the interview i know michael oh, blackson did? michael blackson wrote a whole bunch of comments you can uh, probably look it up too uh phase on actually also spoke Faison about as well? yeah he said, what did he have to say well he called cat williams a hater <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you really him. killed him there well, anyway, guys, um, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you go out and look up the interview. Let us know your thoughts and opinions. You can always write in to BrunoExplainsItAll at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram on BrunoExplainsItAll. And now, before we wrap this up, um, I actually wanted to ask you guys something. So, I I saw this thing online. It's, it, it's, it's, like a, it's almost like a conundrum. Like, it makes no sense, but it makes sense. So... If nothing is impossible, then is it possible for something to be impossible? Wait, if nothing is, is impossible, impossible, is it possible for something to be impossible? If nothing is impossible, <laughs> if nothing is impossible, is it possible for something to be impossible? impossible. Yes. But how can it be impossible if nothing's impossible? But this one thing that I'm thinking of <laughs> is impossible. Resurrection. But nothing's impossible, remember. But then again, <laughs> someone could tell me so that you're mean? wrong. Because if someone died and a doctor came in the last minute and survived them, uh-huh. resurrection, no? So that means it's possible for something to be impossible even though nothing is impossible. <laughs> and I'm dead, no? Until the next episode. Bye.